play action for Kirk from under center, straight drop. Kirk trying to win it to Thielen, caught at the five. Cousins, Thielen, 42 on the Saints. Kirk takes the snap, looks right, fade left, end zone, and it is caught. Touchdown! Hello, hello, let's go. It's your man, Flip Mozzie, and thank you for spending 15 minutes with me today. Here we are in training camp. Finally, things are starting to feel a little bit normal. Just a little bit. It doesn't quite feel all right, but hey, there's moving pictures of a badly shaped ball, purple helmets with horns, and the pads are on. I'll take it. Under normal circumstances, our Minnesota Vikings would have played their first preseason game last Friday. Instead, we're here thinking, what could have been? What would we have seen in practices during the first preseason game up to this point? It would have been our first live look at Justin Jefferson and Jeff Gladney, the earliest viewing of the next generation of cornerbacks. Mike Hughes and Holton Hill, a revamped defensive line with Beatty Odenigbo and Michael Pierce. But the global pandemic has changed everything. Of course, Michael Pierce opted out of 2020. So in that case and many others, we're forced to ask the question, what if? And that's the theme of today's podcast. What will change and what will stay the same? looking both backwards and forward on this weird 2020 NFL season for our favorite football team, the Minnesota Vikings. It started with free agency and pushed through the draft. Two words described Minnesota's offseason strategy, youth movement. The Vikings lost 14 veterans and brought in two. That's seven starters, five on defense, two on offense. They added just two veterans and neither of them are likely to start. That means the Vikings will have 12 roster positions filled by rookies and other younger depth players and seven new starters. Rookie wide receiver Justin Jefferson replacing Stephon Diggs. Offensive guard Dakota Dozier supersedes Josh Klein. On defense, the new cornerbacks Jeff Gladney, Mike Hughes, and Holton Hill supplant Mackenzie Alexander, Trey Waynes, and Xavier Rhodes. And up front, it's a Fady Odenigbo instead of Everson Griffin. Jaleel Johnson right now instead of Linval Joseph. Those 2019 starters average 29 years old right now. The new guys, 24. And if guys like backup guard Drew Samia, Cameron Dantzler, rookie defensive tackle James Lynch, if they can win starting roles, you're looking at a Viking squad that got very young, very fast. Remember, Minnesota drafted 15 rookies this year. 
when our Vikings put this plan in place, the pandemic hadn't fully taken hold. So we're left to ask ourselves, what if? What if the Vikings had gone through the mini camps and the OTAs and the training camp as planned? We could expect a lot more from this large rookie class. It seems like the lack of practices and in-person meeting time will surely affect our Vikes more so than other teams. To suggest otherwise is to bet that they hit on the youngsters right away. Bet that Jefferson has one of the best rookie wide receiver campaigns of all time. Bet that Gladney is a quick steady at cornerback. And bet that Odenibo truly is ready for the prime time. Are you ready to make all those bets? Let's take these one at a time. Can we really expect Justin Jefferson to replace Stephon Diggs? No, no we cannot. Diggs was Minnesota's number one receiver last year, and in a run-heavy offense, his 1,130 receiving yards accounted for 30% of Minnesota's passing. I love just about everything with Justin Jefferson. His route running, his speed, his contested catches. This guy has big time potential. But in the last decade, only two rookie wideouts broke the 1100 yard mark. Michael Thomas and Odell Beckham Jr. The Vikings should be set to pass more in 2020, but the main piece in the equation is Adam who must return to form, his 2018 form, when he accrued 32% of Minnesota's passing offense. The other wide receivers, they are role players. Jefferson, BC Johnson, Tajay Sharp can all put in solid seasons behind the Alpha Adam. That's the better bet. Justin Jefferson can grow into a superstar. We just have to give him time. And we really expect Jeff Gladney to be starter ready day one. It's a tough proposition. Mike Zimmer develops corners magnificently, but it takes time to adjust to NFL wideouts. Trey Waynes wasn't an instant hit. Mac Alexander had two frustrating seasons before he grew into a solid corner. Mike Hughes' development, even when healthy, it's been limited. So at cornerback, it's the same theme as wide receiver. Bet on the group of year two and three players before we straight up expect everything from the rookies. When Xavier Rhodes declined in 2020, Mike Zimmer did an incredible job of rotating cornerbacks to keep the pass defense intact. Look, y'all, it's great that Cameron Dantzler is having a good training camp. I love to see it. I love the hype surrounding the big dance. But we're not looking for a training camp warrior from that rookie cornerback. We're looking for a solid corner, and that happens during the season, not before it. The good news is, remember, the Vikings are excellent tacklers. For all the issues they had last year in coverage with Rhodes, Waynes, and Alexander, all three of those guys could tackle. They helped Minnesota finish first 
in tackle rate during the 2019 season. If you're looking for Gladney and Dantzler to make an instant impact, it's not in coverage. It's not going up against Devontae Adams in week one. It's about their tackling form. Meanwhile, the strengths of Minnesota's secondary, Harrison Smith and Anthony Harris can roam around the field. Those guys can tackle too. Jeff Gladney has the tenacity and the talent to be in every down corner very quickly. No doubt about that. But expect him to be worked in slowly over the first month. And please, let's get on that dancer hype train slowly. He'll come along too. So that's the logic. That's why across the board, our Vikings should expect more from their second and third year players than from the rookies. And the reason we should have this expectation, it's not the coronavirus. It's not the pandemic. It's because our Vikes have a treasure in 2020. We have expert coaching at the top of the staff. This is the best coaching staff Minnesota has had this century. Let me start things with Adam Zimmer, who is the least qualified of the group. And that isn't an insult. It's a huge compliment. A lot of us looked at the Adam Zimmer promotion and called it nepotism. Well, that's bullshit. Adam Zimmer has 15 years of coaching experience. He's coached pro bowlers before. He's coached all pros before. Zimmer isn't here just because of his father. Adam has experience in both 4-3 and 3-4 defenses. Mike can't claim that. And Mike... He ain't the only Parcells disciple Adam has coached under. After Adam's work with Eric Kendricks and Anthony Barr, his role in teaching the mug package look, Adam Zimmer should not be overlooked, especially that 3-4 experience. The Vikings bringing in Dom Capers. I think that's a fresh new mentor for Adam Zimmer and a chance to see more of his impact on the defensive strategy. Just like you get a Gary Kubiak to oversee Kevin Stefanski, you get a Dom Capers to oversee Adam Zimmer. And we should expect good results. Capers is a 36-year veteran in the NFL. Andre Patterson, the other co-defensive coordinator, has 17 years of experience in the NFL. The man is on his second stint in Minnesota. He coached John Randall. He was on the famed 1998 Minnesota Vikings coaching staff under famed coach Denny Green. And on top of all that, the work Patterson has done with Brian Robeson, Everson Griffin, Tom Johnson, Shamar Steffen, and Daniil Hunter, it speaks for itself. Vikings fans just need to trust Andre Patterson without question. And on the other side of the ball, the other line, the Vikings have Rick Dennison at the helm. A Shanahan Kubiak disciple with 25 years of coaching experience. Dennison's role as a run game coordinator is deserved. He routinely coaches stable run games. Dennison rush attacks finished above average in 21 of his 25 years measuring by rush yards per attempt. 
and there's three Super Bowls to this man's name. Now, a lot of fans want to knock the Vikings coaches for their experience, for being good at their job. I say bullshit. I don't want a Matt Nagy. I don't want a Lafleur. I don't even want a Vrabel or a Kyle Shanahan or a Sean McVay. I want the experience. These men are not slouches. These are not men who don't know what they're doing. Mike Zimmer and Gary Kubiak, for comparison, they had a combined seven years of experience when they first became coordinators in the NFL. Dennison, Patterson, and Adam Zimmer have a combined 57 years of experience. Who do you think is going to be able to handle a young team during a global pandemic? Who do you think has been through the trials and tribulations before, the ups and the downs, the knowns and the unknowns of football? Those are the men I want leading this team, and those are the men we got. And that's before we get into Mike Zimmer. That's before we talk about Gary Kubiak, both who have a tremendous amount of success during their 52 years at the top levels of NFL coaching. Maybe we can't trust the young players during 2020, but we can trust these coaches. All credit and blame must start with them. They chose to go in this youthful direction. The final piece to cover, the youth movement changes a lot about individual player expectations. Fans typically expect the most from highly paid and highly drafted athletes. That certainly won't change in 2020. The first round draft picks, Jefferson, Gladney, Hughes, and Bradbury, are all expected to make significant impact. But if you're noticing the theme here, I think we need to refocus because 2020 is such a weird year. Yes, that can be interpreted as lowering our outlook, but what we actually need to do is shift focus to the highly paid veterans. Take the defense for example. There's just no excuses for Hunter, Barr, Kendricks, Smith, and Harris. Those are the men we're paying the big bucks to. And those are the guys who we should count on. You count the bills, we count on you. If those five defenders all put in solid seasons, we're good, we Gucci. It won't matter as much when the CBs struggle like they did last year. The pass rush rotation shouldn't be an immediate concern. The top of the roster must buy the youngsters time to develop early on in 2020. Defensive end Daniil Hunter now stands alone. It's been a fantastic climb for the veteran entering his sixth season at the age of 25. 299 pressures, 56 sacks, and 165 run stops in his career. Hunter is still slightly underrated and a little underpaid. He's the 8th highest paid Vikings, taking up just under 5% of the 2020 salary cap. In 2020, Daniil can get that raise. He needs to prove he's the alpha, absorb double teams, and beat them. Keep his double-digit sack streak going while the defense finds the next great pass rusher across from him. 
They're gonna double him. They're gonna chip him. Offenses will make Hunter a focal point to avoid him in the trenches. So Daniil Hunter must rise to the occasion. Linebacker Eric Kendricks, 7th highest paid player, 5% of the cap. He's coming off an all-pro season. The Vikings cannot afford a regression here. Kendricks must lead the team in tackles again. In 2018 and 2019, Eric missed a combined 16 tackles, which is amazing for a linebacker. In on over 200 tackles during that time frame. And Eric has to keep up the coverage too. Minnesota uses nickel defense on 71% of their snaps. So there will be two linebackers on the field. And Kendricks is one of the best coverage linebackers in the NFL. The young Vikings corners will need that help. Eric's running mate, Anthony Barr. Fourth highest paid Vikings. 6% of the cap. Minnesota's highest paid defender. The linebacker must bounce back and become an agent of chaos. Hopefully, the Vikings rush more defenders and lean on Anthony Barr's ability to pressure the quarterback as a blitzer. At the back end, nothing will help the young corners more than the two safeties, Harrison Smith and Anthony Harris. Minnesota's 5th and 6th highest paid players, they account for over 11% of the cap combined. Strong safety Smith, the roaming playmaker who can make a statement in 2020 with another career year. A man who has spanned generations and can start making the bid for the Hall of Fame if he continues his pace with young cornerbacks in front of him. Free safety Harris, the seal, over the top with more ball hawking skills in another contract year. He can let Gladney, Hughes, Hill, and Dantzler be more aggressive if he just continues to excel along the back end. With five defenders making this much money, almost 30% of the team's salary cap, there are no excuses for them. The defense must hold. The offense has four players whose salaries pop out. Kirk Cousins, Riley Reef, Adam Thielen, and Kyle Rudolph. Kirk must continue the career form he found in 2019. And I think he's in the perfect system to do it. I'm betting on Kirk to work the play-action passes, rollouts, and deep shots to his advantage again. Hopefully, he targets more wide receivers this year. Cousins is rightfully the highest paid Viking, making 11% of the cap. The second highest paid man in purple, Riley Reef, the up and down left tackle. When you're making more than anyone else, you gotta be better than anyone else. 7% of the salary cap. Average, up and down, is not good enough for Riley Reef. He's supposed to be the Daniil Hunter of the offensive line. It better be up in 2020. He's got to anchor this young line or it'll again be an Achilles heel, limiting this team's ceiling.
Adam Thielen ranks third on the team in salary, 6% of the cap. I have full faith in Adam Thielen. The man is legit, and if he stays healthy this year, watch out. Our Purple have always seen Thielen as a wide receiver one, and in 2020, he's gotta prove why. Finally, Kyle Rudolph takes 4% of the team's salary cap. He's ninth on the team, which means he's the 4th highest paid offensive player. Notice Dalvin Cook is not on this list, y'all. Rudolph is getting paid a lot of money for a red zone specialist. But I want to actually highlight his use in the run game too. Rudy's gotta improve his skills as a blocker, or we'll see him get replaced by Irv Smith Jr. very quickly. Count on the 9 men who are paid to make the difference. The 9 men who account for 51% of Minnesota's salary cap. Minnesota's best. Yes, the youngsters will have their time to shine. Of course, they'll make an impact. But we don't know which ones yet. So while we find out, we'll look to the expert coaches and the top of the roster to carry the weight in 2020. That's the message on this podcast, y'all. I hope you enjoyed it. And hey, football is back, baby. So until next time, Skull Bikes!